Disrespectfulness, Firstly, I would like to dedicate the year after having had a break, certainly from being here physically in Israel, to the Chayalim who have sacrificed their life, Al Kiddush Hashem, each one of them for the sake of all of us, both here in Israel and the Jewish people throughout the world. For Rufua Shleim, or for those who have been wounded, and for a return of the of the Shvuyim very soon. We know that the mitzvot are divided into Ben Adam Lechavero and Ben Adam Lemakom. There are certain mitzvot that affect our relationship to God and certain mitzvot that affect our relationship to other people. So, Seder Moed that we learned, Shabbos and Beitzo and Eruvin, those were all Ben Adam Lemakom. Seder Nashim, when we get into, into the laws of, of marriage and divorce and so on that we did, that's partially Ben Adam Lemakom and partially Ben Adam Lechavero. And Nezikin, what we're learning now, is, is Ben Adam Lechavero. These are the laws that govern our relationships with, with one another. What I want to explore with you today is the requirement that we should act respectfully. Is that Ben Adam Lechavero? Is that an interpersonal law? Or is it what the Baalei Musa called the Ben Adam Le'atzmo? There's a third category. There are some mitzvot which are not Ben Adam Lechavero, and they're not Ben Adam Lemakom, they're Ben Adam Le'atzmo. The, the way a human being has to conduct him or herself, irrespective of Hashem and irrespective of anybody else. And acting respectfully, is that because you're not allowed to disrespect someone else? Or is there something, is it Ben Adam Latzmo? It's a way to behave whether or not there's anybody else around. And we'll see it through our, through our Gomorrah. Let, let's go through it. So we have in the Mishnah on the previous daf, on daf Pezayin Amad Aleph, HaChovel Be'evet Kanani Shel Achirim Chayav Bekulan. If you damage a, you injure, you wound a non-Jewish slave, an Evid Knani that belongs to another person, you you have to pay all the five different areas of damages that you have to pay to anybody else. Nezek, Ripu, Shevet, you've got to pay them all. And Boshet. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ein La'avadim Boshet. Rabbi Yehuda says, one of the five you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay Boshet because Boshet does not apply to slaves. Quite a, almost a racist thing to be saying, isn't it? Boshe doesn't apply to slaves. Asks our Gemara on Peches, Where does Rabbi Yehuda get this from? Why should Boshe? Boshe is shaming somebody. If you've caused somebody shame and embarrassment, there's a chiv, you have to pay for it, you have to compensate them financially. And we learn in the, in the Gemara how to do that. But in Evid, says Rabbi Yehuda, is not chayv, there's no Boshe. Answers the Gemara, The chiyuv of boshet is learned from the posuk in Parshas Kitetzi. Two men are having an argument and a woman involves the wife of one of the, the men gets involved and gets involved in a way that is humiliating to one of the men. Then she has to pay, she has to pay boshet. But the words ish ve'achiv, there's an emphasis on a man and his brother, says Rabbi Yehuda, achva, only people who have brothers. If a person is incapable of having brothers or having brotherhood, then, sh- then boshet doesn't apply, then shaming doesn't apply. Yatsa evet she'en lo achva. An evet doesn't have achva, doesn't have, doesn't have brotherhood. Why? Says Rashi, e'en lo achva im Yisrael. 
he can't have brotherhood with a fellow Jew, She'in Babakal, because he doesn't come into the community. And the Pnei Yeshua brings in the name of the, of the Teres Chaim the question, but what about Mamzer also doesn't come into the community, and yet he does have Achva, he, he can have brotherhood, and therefore Boshet would apply. And the Pnei Yeshua answers it and explains it. There's also another explanation in, in Rashi. There are two explanations in Rashi, what it actually means. But the, the fact is, there's, as the Pnei Yeshua says, there's no way that a slave can have a Jewish brother. Halakhically Jewish. He can have somebody who's genetically a brother, but not somebody who's halakhically a brother. It's not possible. And therefore, the concept, since the concept of Achvad doesn't apply, the dinim of Boshet, of paying for humiliation, learned from this posuk of Kiyanatsu, Anashim Yachdav, Ish Vachiv, a man and his brother, that's where Rabbi Huda learns from that it doesn't apply. The Rabbanan, Achivu Mitzvot, the Rabbanan said, that's right. He's not, there's no familial connection to a brother. Halachically, for a slave, but there's communal connection. He has the same mitzvot, at least as a, as a woman has, and so the achva. So it's two different views of of what achva means, what brotherhood means. Does brotherhood mean part of a community governed by the same halachot, or does brotherhood mean somebody with whom you can have a a brotherly relationship, a relationship of a, of a real of a real brother in terms of halacha? So Machlokes Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachomim on that matter, both of them agree that without Achvah there's no Boshet. That's not the issue. Both of them agree if there's no potential for brotherhood, there's no Boshet. What their argument is, does an Evid have Achvah or doesn't he? And their argument is based on how do you define Achvah? Is Achvah defined, defined familiarly or communally? That's the Machlokes Rabbi Yehuda and, and the Chachomim. So my question here is the following. When Rabbi Yehuda says, Ein la'avadim boshet, is he saying slaves don't feel shame? Or is he saying there's no obligation to pay for the shame that a slave feels? They're very different. From the wording of the Mishnah, it seems that slaves don't feel shame. Because the Mishnah says, if you look at the words of the Mishnah at the top of the source, if the Chachoim say, you are, the man is Chayav, if you injured another, a slave belonging to another Jew, then Chayav Bekulan. So what should Rabbi Yehuda Omer? He should say, Patur mi Boshet, but not Boshet. But he doesn't use those words of chayav and patu. You're obligated or you're free. He uses the words of ein la'avadim boshet. They don't have boshet. So it, it seems to me on the surface that Rabbi Yehuda is saying that the concept of boshet doesn't apply. And that would be an, an interesting insight into the, into what boshet is. Boshet is this humiliation. It's a particular form of humiliation. It's different from busha. Busha is shame, and boshet is a particular form of humiliation. And based on this understanding of our Mishnah, we would have to say, in the Gemara here, we would have to say that boshet is the humiliation that, that a person feels when his pride has been compromised, and pride is sourced in yichus. That's where pride comes from. Today we live in a very individualistic society. A person's proud. Why? Because look what I accomplished. I started with nothing and I became a millionaire. Started from a poor family and I became a famous artist or physician or business, whatever. That's what I'm proud of. But a Jew's pride is, you know who my grandfather was? You know who my Zayda was? You know who my great-grandfather was? You know that I come from Avrom Avinu, from Yitzchot, from Yaakov, you know who I'm descended from. That's Jewish pride. Jewish pride is not my accomplishments. Jewish pride is where I come from. And a person who doesn't have achva, who doesn't have mishpoche, doesn't have family at all and can't have family, 
That element of boshet doesn't apply. That doesn't mean they're not capable of shame at all. It just means that's Jewish boshet, which is what you're paying for, and Eved doesn't have. And again, Rabbi Yehuda and Chachomim agree that without Achva you don't have the boshet. The only question is, is an Eved, is a slave considered somebody who doesn't have Achva? So let's try and resolve whether it's that he doesn't have boshet, as the words seem to imply, or he does have boshet. He can feel shame and humiliation, but we don't have to pay for that. So let's refer to a Gemara in, in Masech Nida. Shmuel badak ba'amate. Shmuel did something which in, in today's environment, if an employer did such a thing to an employee, even a slave, he would be in real trouble. He checked to see whether she was had reached maturity. And that means he had to check her, her breasts. And he did that for whatever reason. He needed to check whether she had reached maturity or not. And then, then he gave her four zoos for having humiliated her. Shmuel the time. Shmuel holds. The, the Torah says you may, you, you must always employ an Evid. An Evid must, you must work an Evid. An Evid needs to be employed, not to have nothing to do. All you're allowed to do with an Evid is employ them for work. You're not allowed, if you have pleasure in humiliating somebody, you can't humiliate your slave and say, he's mine, I can do what I want with him. No, you can't. You can use them for work. You can use them for labor, but you can't humiliate them. That's what Shmuel learns from So the Gemara seems to be saying in Nido that Shmuel holds like the Rabbonin, that you've got to pay bullshit. Says Tosfot, He didn't give her the four zoos because he's chayev bullshit. Because we know from the Gemara, So Shmuel, it can't be that because Rabbi Yehuda says slaves don't have boshet. So that's not what it's about. The reason is, he wants to be saved from being punished for having humiliated her, which is an amazing concept. Even if you want to go like the Chachomim, who do you pay the boshet to? You would pay it to the owner of the slave, not to the slave herself in this case. And so that's clearly not what we're talking about. Why did he give her the money? Says Tosf is not because he owed her the money because of a of boshes. He gave her the money, So what do we see from Tosfus here? We see clearly the Tosfus holds that according to Rabbi Yehuda, Ein Lavadim Boshet, you don't have to pay the Boshet, but there is a Chiyuv Boshet. There, there is an obligation. There is an Isra Boshet. You're not allowed to be in Mavayishtim. You can't be in Mavayishtim. It's interesting. The Tosfus read Paskins. It brings Lahalokha. And so you see all the, all the Poskin bring. Ein Halachaka Rabbi Yehuda. Ela Katana Kamadi. Yachid Rabbi Rabbi. We don't Paskin like Rabbi Yehuda. So why is Tosfus involved with Rabbi Yehuda? Why does Tosfus say, Rabbi Yehuda Even if you want to say the Rabbon, and then it's also a problem. But Tosfus is assuming that Shmuel goes like Rabbi Yehuda. And Tosfus says, clearly the Aloch is not like Rabbi Yehuda, the Aloch is like the Chachomim. There's a Sifro that's important in Parshas Bahar on the Posuk of Lo'olam Bahem Ta'avodu, Ein Lecha Bahem Ela Avodah Bilvad. The Sifra says, you can only use a slave for work, the Rivet says specifically that means you're not allowed to be Mavayish, a slave. And here's the interesting thing. Who wrote the Sifro? Says Rashi in Sanhedrin, Stam Sifro Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is the author of the Sifro. So if Rabbi Yehuda says, 
And the Sifra says, Lo Lambahem Tavodu means, as the Ravid explains, you're not allowed to be Mavayishrim. Clearly, we see from here that what the Gemara is saying is the slave has no boshet. That means you don't have to pay, but you're not allowed to do it. But we said from the words of the Mishnah, it seems that the slave doesn't experience boshet in terms of the kind of boshet you're paying for. This Jewish pride that we're talking about, the slave doesn't experience. So what, so what do we mean? Why are you not allowed to do that? If you say that a, a slave doesn't have boshet, then... You should be allowed to be Mavayesh a slave. You should be allowed to shame the slave because the slave doesn't feel it. So who cares? And yet we see that that isn't so. Yet we see that you're not allowed to be Mavayesh the, the slave. We, we see from, from the Gemara in Nido, from the Sifro, the way the Ravid explains it, and from Rashi in Sanhedrin saying the Sifro is Rabbi Yehuda. What we see from here is that there are certain actions where the action itself is Asur, irrespective of the damage it causes to somebody else. There is, there is an action that is inherently undignified. Dignity is not about what you do to another. Dignity is not ben adam lechavero. Dignity is how you are even if there are no people present. That's what dignity is. So is respect a ben adam lechavero or is respect a function of dignity? How you behave, whether you can behave in a dignified manner. What, what is this idea of, of respect? We see this in the coming week's parasha. You're not allowed to walk up the up steps to the Mizbeach. There's got to be a ramp because of Lot And Rashi says, These are stones. What's the Mizbeach made of? Stones. And you're not allowed to walk on it in a derech bizayon, in a way that is undignified. Is that because you're going to offend the stones? Says Rashi, ain't by him died like Pidal Bizion. The stones can't be offended. Stone, stones aren't capable of being offended, but still you're not allowed to walk in a way which, if they were capable of being offended, would be offensive. That's an amazing Kiddush in the, in the, in the Pasha. How much more so when it is a Ben Adam So you see here to walk in an undignified way is not because of the offense you cause to another person. It's because of the lack of dignity within yourself. And so the same applies with Boshet. To embarrass somebody, even if they don't feel the embarrassment, you've acted in an undignified way. To humiliate somebody is undignified, whether or not they feel the indignity. You might be talking to a person who just isn't sensitive, he doesn't care, or he doesn't value you, doesn't care what you think of him, whatever the case. You, do, you say something humiliating, but the other person is not humiliated. That's similar to the case that we have here. And the Sifro holds, written by Rabbi Yehuda, that means the Sifro itself holds, Ein Avadim Boshet. And yet we hold that lo'olam bahem ta'avodu means, as the Ravid says, she'en no rashay levayesho. You're not allowed to be mevayeshim. You're not allowed to humiliate him. Aye, he doesn't feel humiliation. It doesn't matter. It's a disrespectful thing to do whether or not the other person is disrespectful. Because respect is, an, is a function of dignity, not a function of how the other person feels. It's a ben adam la'atzmo, not a ben adam la'chaviro. Mm-hmm.